Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. I have a couple of uh, quick announcements for you. The children today, Catherine is taking them uh, at 12. They're meeting down in the children's room. They are doing a rake and run. They're going to rake some yards downtown and, um, and help out and do some awesome stuff. So our kids are awesome. Isn't Catherine doing an awesome job? And yeah. The kids have a blast on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights. And speaking of the children, we need some help on uh, Halloween night. It's Fall Fest from 2 to 4. Um, I don't know if the Casey's know they're here, but the Casey Farm, we're going to your house from 2 to 4 on Halloween. And uh, not only that, I want to invite the whole church to go out there too. So um, we need more trunks. So what that means is you bring your car, you pop the trunk open, and you hand candy out of it. And you can dress up. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. Um, and I think many of you know David Wooten up here. Does everybody know him? He is the new, uh, I know, somebody's clapping. You have fans. Um, he's the new theater teacher over at Gadsden City High School. And I want to invite everybody. They have a play coming up uh, the 28th and 29th at 6 o'clock. It's a Thursday and Friday at the high school. And it's How to Survive a Zombie Apocalypse. Ten ways to do that. Very church appropriate. No, really, it's great. It's, it's family friendly. It's going to be a great show. So I uh, encourage you to do that. I also want to remind you uh, this morning to be praying um, for some of our church families. Uh, we have a service today um, for Bill Campbell, and that's going to be at the funeral home. But visitation is from 12 to 2. Um, and Reverend Ken Casey is going to be doing that service. Um, and then also remember the family of Dr. Ed Thompson as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship as a church family. We pray now that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. together this morning as we sing hymn number 103, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated, um, except for our children, because Miss Catherine's going to take our children to Children's Church right now, and they're going to have a marvelous time. We have the greatest kids around here, and Miss Catherine does a wonderful job. We have this awesome new kids' worship space. If you haven't taken a look at it down uh, in room 108 down here, and it, it, it looks marvelous. So... I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for worshiping online with us. And we feel connected to you even if you're not in the room with us because we know that, that people all over the place are worshiping with us online. So welcome. Welcome to you. It feels great here in Alabama. If you're somewhere else, it's, it's, it's nice and cool and, and feels kind of, I don't know, football weather or something is what it reminds me of. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be a great day to worship God together. It's also a great day to, to give, and I want to thank you for giving. We have, we have plates here in, in this sanctuary for you to drop your offering, and I want to remind you to still give and, and continue to support all of these awesome ministries that we talk about all the time up here that we're doing. Uh, and give online, give by our church app. I encourage you to download that. There's so many great things you can do with our church app. And just keep on supporting uh, your church by your presence and your gifts and your prayers. We have, um, as Andy mentioned earlier, we have just most recently this week, we've lost another couple of our church family. Um, some, uh, some we sort of expected and some was very sudden and unexpected. Uh, and we both, uh, both families feel the loss deeply and we as a church family feel the loss deeply. And so we, we pray. If you have uh, someone on your heart that you want to give a prayer request, I had someone just this morning hand a prayer request to me, they wrote down. And you can drop a prayer request in the plate. You can email it to us, give it. We pray for you. Uh, we pray for you as a staff. We pray, our prayer team prays for you. And we want to pray with you right now. Let's pray. Gracious God, this beautiful day that you have given us reminds us of your goodness. It also reminds us of the transitions in life and the changes that are always happening. We sometimes 
try to fool ourselves into thinking that that nothing changes uh, but all we have to do is look in the mirror to see the changes that happen to us and all we have to do is look around and see the leaves are turning and the weather's changing and we're changing but God you don't change and that's one of the beautiful lines in the hymn that we just sang is like everything changes but nothing changes you so we are thankful that you are the constant we're thankful for your redemption we're thankful for forgiveness we're thankful for the strength you give us to forgive others and God we ask that you would bless us with your presence whether we are sitting at home or out on the back deck or wherever we're worshiping listening in the car just just fill us with your presence remind us of your goodness fill us with hope even in the face of suffering and teach us to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
Absolutely. Beautiful every single week. So uh, it's such, a, such an honor to get, to, to get up here, um, just kind of buoyed by that good music. Um, we are continuing with the book of Job. And I think after the last couple of years we've had, we, we need to spend a little time in the book of Job, or we feel like we've been through the book of Job. Or The, uh, the picture that I have in my mind is, uh, did you watch the Rocky movies uh, way back when? And you know, when, when Rocky's in the corner and he's been beaten up by Apollo Creed and his trainer's behind him like he's, they're trying to patch his cuts over. That's kind of what the last couple of years feel like. And so we are gonna look at Job 38 today. And I wonder if you'll follow along with me uh, on the screen or in the Pew Bible or on your church app on your, uh, your Bible app on your phone uh, as we read verses, just verses one through seven in Job 138, answers from a whirlwind. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. Who is this that darkens my counsel without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man, I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk, or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together, and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It was uh, November the 15th, 1989, and I was about 28 years old, about to turn 29, um, living in Huntsville, Alabama. I was serving as one of the associates at Huntsville First United Methodist Church and I remember that day, I'll never forget it. It was on a Wednesday, and I remember thinking that I had just enough time to meet my friend Ron at the gym to get a quick workout in before we um, had Wednesday night church, because I was working with the youth at that time. And so we, we met at the gym itself was located, if you know anything about Huntsville, it was located over near the old airport where the public golf course is there by Red, one of the entrances to Redstone Arsenal over in that, in that side of town. Um, and so we met over there. And I remember it was, it was kind of stormy looking that day. Um, no big deal. And I remember as I was pulling up in the parking lot hearing on the radio that there was a tornado watch out that day um, but you know what I really didn't pay attention to it because I mean those things happen all the time in Alabama and it was it was just a watch and I remember as we were getting dressed in the locker room I was said to my friend Ron hey man we better watch out as a tornado watch ha 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 you know uh, when is there not a tornado watch this is Alabama and see you know we uh, I'm just saying we were young and we thought we had all the answers, really. So Ron and I started our workout. Um, the gym that we were in was just an aluminum warehouse looking kind of building. It had one of those big roll up doors, almost like a big garage door or a door that someone would have to their, 
to their auto repair shop or something. And since it was a very mild day that November, uh, that door was rolled up so the breeze could get in. And so we're, we're into working out on these machines and everything at the gym. And about 4.30, Ron and I heard people run to the roll-up door and start pointing and looking and we heard somebody say tornado on the ground and we I thought they were just kind of joking or something at first and but we got up and we ran over there with everybody else and all of us stood in the door of that aluminum building looking just with our mouths just dropped open completely just dumbfounded as an F4 tornado on the ground was headed across the old golf course there toward um, Airport Road, probably about a half a mile from where we were. And we just stood there and just looked at it with our mouths open and nobody said anything. Did we do anything? Look, kids don't try this at home. <laughs> you know, we didn't do anything you were supposed to do. We didn't run and find cover. We didn't do any of the things that, that James Spann would tell you to do in that situation, right? Um, so don't do what we did. Do what James Spann tells you to do. But we stood there and nobody said anything except this one guy. I don't know who it was, but I'll never forget his words. He's standing behind us, standing there watching this happen like dummies. It could, have, it could have turned and came to us. And, but this guy behind me said, I'll never forget this. He said, if, if you don't believe in God, now's a good time to start. So hold on to that statement because I'm going to come back to it in a minute. If you don't believe in God, now's a good time to start. All right, so as I said before, I was young. I thought I had all the answers. But this tornado... And this, this whirlwind, it didn't give me answers. It only gave me questions. The first most practical thing was, what am I going to do now? What, it, literally, what do I do now? How am I even going to get home? Because, I mean, there was trees and power lines and traffic lights down and uh, all you could hear besides the storm and the, the rain and stuff, uh, all you could hear were sirens everywhere. Police cars, uh, ambulances, fire trucks, all of these first res responders, by the way, all of whom are heroes, by the way. Don't ever forget that. They run toward the trouble instead of away from it. All you could hear was that. And then, and then it occurred to me, well, I even have a home left to go to because I saw the direction that thing was headed. Well, well, I have a home left when I get there. Is anybody I know going to die? Because it was obvious that people were going to die. This was a huge echo. I later find out 21 people actually were killed in this tornado and almost and hundreds, hundreds of million in property damage. Well, I did not lose my home that day, but many, many people did. I didn't lose my 
friends or loved ones or family that day, but many, many people did. As a matter of fact, uh, one of Tammy's uh, co-workers was telling her just this week that her brother uh, lost his life in, in that tornado that day. He just came out of the barbershop and got in his car and was swept away. A half a mile where we were standing, ogling that huge tornado, a half a mile where we were standing, people were being just, just swept away. A mile from where my house was, a mile from my house, was total devastation. Looked like someone had dropped a bomb. But I didn't have a branch in my yard. Nothing was disturbed about my house. Our church, which was in another part of town, was, we didn't even have a shingle to blow off. And, and yet Holy Spirit Catholic Church and Trinity United Methodist Church and Faith Presbyterian Church were, were just wrecked. Right up Airport Road, that tornado, just wrecked. But our church, not touched. No damage at all. So many good people lost their lives. So many good people lost their homes. So many good people lost their businesses. So many good people lost their places of worship. And I remember feeling this, why? Why, God? Why? You ever feel like that? Maybe you're feeling that way right now. Why? Well, I want to throw a word out there to you. I, I, I've told you before I'm a word nerd, and I continue with, with my strong tradition of being a word nerd. It's theodicy, T-H-E-O-D-I-C-Y, theodicy. It just means the quest to explain why a good and almighty God lets bad things happen to good people. The Odyssey. So people have been trying to answer that question. People have been struggling with that question ever since the book of Job was written down on paper about the time of David and King David and Solomon. And people wrote it down. It went from oral storytelling to written down on paper because people kept coming back to that question. They all kept coming back to that question. We all want to know that question. We all want answers. We do. We just do. All of us do. And suffering does not leave us with answers. It, it leaves us with questions. A lot of questions. And do you know, if you read the whole book of Job, a good chunk of the book of Job is really nothing but Job asking questions to God. Job's friends asking questions of him. Job asking questions, lots and lots of questions. I could highlight a bunch of them. I'll just highlight a couple of Job's questions to God. Uh, Job 3.11, Job asked this of God. Why was I ever born? He says it a lot more poetically than that, by the way, but he's basically asking, God, is there any reason that you have just left me here on this earth? Why, if, if all I'm going to do is suffer, 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 and lose, 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 why am I even here? Why was I ever even born if this is all life is? And in Job 31, verses 3 and 4, Job asks this, and this is, this is important. He says, God, doesn't 
calamity befall the unrighteous? Doesn't disaster strike the workers of iniquity? Does God even see my ways? In other words, God, don't you know, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. All of these questions that Job asked, they just come out of deep suffering. Why was I even born, God, if this is what life is like? Why am I still alive? The second one is, to quote Chris Christofferson, why me, Lord? Why me? Calamity is supposed to happen to the unrighteous. Calamity, disaster is supposed to happen to workers of iniquity. That's the way the ancient mindset worked. And I have to tell you the truth. It stills around today. Job's friends ask him a bunch of questions. They say to him, hey, Job, you know, you're suffering pretty bad, man. You must have really, really made God mad. You must have done something really terrible. And God is punishing you for it. And you know what? Blaming the victim is still alive and well today, just like it was in the time of Job. Job's questions reveal a lot about him and a lot about all of us as the Bible is, that's what makes it so relevant today. It reveals something about us as well as the people who are living in that day. It reveals that we're all human and it's natural. It's natural and normal for us to want to know why is it hurting so much? God, why is it hurting so much? God, are you punishing me for something? Right? Or, God, do you even care how much I'm hurting? Are you oblivious to my pain? So Job's questions reveal a lot about him and about us as human beings. And God's answers from the whirlwind revealed something about God. And that's so important because what we think about God really sets the whole course of our lives. Remember that I told you I was going to come back to that question that that dude behind me said when the tornado was going on, if you don't believe in God, now's a good time to start. Very true statement, by the way. Very true statement. But it doesn't just matter that you believe in God. It matters what you believe about God. So here's a couple of things from the whirlwind. A couple of lessons from the whirlwind about God. Just two things. One is that God does not give Job easy answers from the whirlwind. Did you notice that? Instead, he gives him 77 questions. He doesn't give Job answers to his suffering. Instead, he gives him 77 questions. You know, life is complicated. I don't have to tell you. Love and, and hate and life and death and suffering. Good and evil. Good that looks like evil. Evil that looks like good, right? Right? Bad people seem to have it made and 
Good people seem to suffer terribly, and sometimes it seems like, as the choir was singing earlier from the, the book of Ecclesiastes, it seems like all is vanity. What is, all is in vain. We would like to, and it's human to want this, we would like to have easy answers. Just tell me, just give me the, the easy Cliff Notes version of this. But God gives 77 questions, right? We only looked at a few of them. But here's the thing about questions. The right question can inform you. Great questions can transform you. And that's what God is interested in, transforming us. So if I could summarize God's 77 questions from the whirlwind, it might, it might be, look like this. Hey, Job. Hey, Job, you think you're so smart. Can you explain creation? Do you think you could oversee things? In other words, Job, you think you could do a better job of running the universe than me? And of course, Job would have to say, no, God, of course not. I couldn't do that. And we would have to say that too, wouldn't we? Smart as we think we are, as much as we think the world revolves around us. We couldn't say that. So, human beings try to get easy answers in the time of suffering, but not God. Isn't that something? When the tornado ripped through Huntsville in 1989, man, people were peddling easy answers all over the place. I'm talking about, you know, radio talk show hosts and People were saying, well, you know what, the, uh, the tornado hit the Catholic church and hit the Methodist church and hit the Presbyterian church. Well, you know why it hit those churches, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it hit those churches because those folks are doing it the wrong way. It didn't hit our church. So God's punishing them. So people were saying some things that really sounded awful and I have to admit preachers were some of the worst ones at trying to give easy answers in the face of suffering not all of them some of them but I have to ask is that really what we think about God is it really what we think that, that God is somewhere up in heaven behind a, a control panel or something, and God's got like a joystick, you know, one of those old video games, and, and God's like moving that tornado down the road, and he's, he's hitting this house and jumping over that house and hitting this church and jumping over that one. Is God really the bringer of, of evil and destruction? If that's what we think about God, then what does that make God? God seems more like a monster than a loving God that says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. First John 1 John 1.5 says, and Jesus said, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly in John 10.10. 10. That's what Jesus said. 
So if God doesn't give easy answers in the face of suffering, what makes us think we should? What makes us think we should give the easy answers? How arrogant would it be for us to assume that we understand all of the ways of God? How arrogant would we be to assume that? I want to quote Jeff Foxworthy today. You might be a redneck. No, I'm not going to quote that. Y'all know Jeff Foxworthy? I'm not quoting Jeff Foxworthy, the comedian. I'm quoting Jeff Foxworthy, the theologian. Jeff Foxworthy, by the way, leads a men's Bible study in a barbecue joint over in Georgia. I would love to go to that Bible study. But here's what he said. I heard him speak at a, at a Christian conference one time. And here's what he said about God. He said, any God that I could fully understand would not be worthy of my worship. Yep. So the first thing we learn about God from the whirlwind is that God doesn't give easy answers. Instead, God gives transforming questions. And then the second one, God, if you've ever thought about it this way, God personally comes down to communicate with Job. I know it sounds like God is scolding Job. Job sort of needs an attitude adjustment. I can relate. Anybody need an attitude adjustment every now and then? But don't miss this important thing because this is so important. God takes the time personally to come down and to talk to Job. And y'all, that is what love looks like. To personally come down and talk to Job. So remember the, the, the dude that was watching the tornado with us that said, if you don't believe in God, now's a good time to start. I want to say this. If you don't believe that God is love, now's a good time to start. Because what God did for Job was a sign of who God is. He's love. This week, uh, a Christian author whose Instagram page I follow, Jen Hatmaker, was interviewing uh, presiding Bishop Michael B. Curry. You may have heard of him or watched him preach or, or anything. Uh, we're not Episcopal, but we're first cousins to the Episcopals, being Methodists. So Bishop Curry is, is a good preacher. I like to hear him. Anyway, during this interview, what stuck out to my mind, and what, it was kind of like a golden nugget to take away from this interview. Uh, Bishop Curry said, if it is not of love, it is not of God, period. I just want to pause a little bit and, and just let, you let that sink in. Sink, sink all the way down into your heart. If it is not of love, it is not of God, period. Now that sounds really simple. Bumper sticker, simple, but it's so profound. It is so profoundly important because some people have made God seem like such a hateful monster. Do you think I'm exaggerating? 
Well, if people think that God is the one who sends tornadoes and cancer and poverty and holocaust and humiliation and exploitation and child abuse and human trafficking, if people think that God is cool with their little clique being okay and excluding other people because they're different, if people think that God is happy with rich people getting richer while they trample on the poor, then they've made God into a monster and not the God whose face we see in Jesus Christ. They haven't listened to the voice from the whirlwind. They haven't known the God who loved us so much that he came wrapped in human flesh, loved us even enough to die on the cross for us. Hear that. Jesus is God's answer to the eternal question, hey God, what do you think about me? Jesus is the answer to that question. So what we learn from the book of Job is we learn that we're human and being human, we want answers, but God gives questions instead. And we learn the important fact that God and a human being named Job had a mutual relationship of love and respect. Job could talk to God and God could talk to Job. Job loved God. Job held on to his integrity even though all hell had broken loose in his life. And God loved Job. Even though he kind of scolded him and gave him 77 questions instead of easy answers, he comes down and he talks to him. And in the end, he restores what has been taken away from Job. God has a, God has a love for, God, uh, for Job that is bigger than an F4 tornado. And God loves you and me that much too. God has a purpose and a plan for Job that is bigger, bigger than all of the calamity that Job goes through. And God's got a purpose and a plan for you and me. Two, I hope we can just lean into that. I hope we can rest in that, being who God is. Let's pray. God, we know in our hearts that we all want to know why and we would, we would just love it, to, I don't know, if to see handwriting on the wall or something, to see a, a fiery pillar from heaven or hear an angel announce something. We, we'd love to have an easy, definitive answer to some of the questions we have rolling around in our hearts and minds. But God, you don't want us to just have easy answers it seems you want us to have transforming questions you want us to know you to be able to have back and forth conversation with you to be able to share and vent our frustrations and hear your frustrations with us that's what a relationship is so God Thank you 
for answers that come in the shape of questions. Help us to rest in your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number 467 will be our closing hymn, Trust and Obey. Uh, and I want to invite you to stand and sing with us. And it, the words will be on there. If you want to sing from, from home, I invite you, if you're worshiping my live stream, sing with us as we sing together. 467. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all, now and forever. Amen.